You're listening to Rhino Riders Podcast. This is show, whoa, show number five. Um, um, if you're, if you've listened to any previous episodes, thank you very much. If this is your first time, this is a show that is, um, basically about, uh, showing what life is really like to be a filmmaker living in Los Angeles, um, and trying to tear down that alluring Hollywood curtain. Um, I just think it has been just built up you know, in people's heads, uh, too much. The topic of today's episode is called the work, the work put in this episode is sponsored by nobody. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to be a sponsor of this show, this is the point in time where I would give you a very well-written, very smart and intelligent, incredible, um, plug for whatever it is that you would like to promote. And I am joined today by uh, an actor, a friend of mine, and an all-around very good-looking <laughs> dude, Micah Parker. Micah, thank you for being here. Dude, thank you for having me, man. And it's an afternoon show, so we're drinking Coors Light as well. Coors Lights. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me. I was... Uh... Like I told you, I'm I'm gearing up to start my own pack podcast. So you're asking me if I knew any guests. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Me? I was like, I, well, I was like, I had I randomly laid out like had three of them last week, and then um, I was like, shit, I need more people to be with me. And Josh right. was supposed to be here today, but then like texted me this morning, Josh. like he couldn't be here. Yeah, uh, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't our game on Sunday either? And yeah, yeah, he's kind of dipping on those, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there. It's when Sunday rolls around. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? I either need to chill or let's let's give the four people that are listening to this. Um, let's give them a background real quick about. Um, give me like a two minute background. Well, the macro, uh, macro, 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 macro. All right, so I am. Southern kid from North Carolina, um, was raised there just outside of Charlotte, uh, mom, dad, older brother, older sister. So I was the baby grew up, um, was always kind of creative, you know, whether it was building things around the house, whether it was putting on a musical with my brother and sister and friends for my parents, uh, or you know, just random stuff. Just, I loved entertaining people. And so, uh, at a young age, my dad started putting me in plays in church and stuff like that. And so that's when I, you know, the whole acting thing entered my life is very early on. Okay. So, Um, so, uh, in previous episodes, I, I've, I've spoken and I've, I've told about how, um, like to me, like movies, um, had like really kind of like almost like uh, oh oh here's what I said movies never let me down they never right. let me down my entire life like there's yeah. bad movies but like a movie you know the experience of of watching yeah. movies never let me down so they literally like help raise me as oh a kid. Yeah. yeah especially like growing up I mean 
you went to Blockbuster on a Friday night. That was like <laughs> the best, you know. I still, I still have They'll this image know. of my mom the, walking the out. The youngsters, that that We're kid sitting, next door will never know Blockbuster. I know, I know. I, know. I, I just remember. What was your, in the car. what was your like, like go to like, like movie? The five day rental. Heard. I was like gonna yeah. watch it every day. Oh man. Um. Well, I remember my mom coming out one day, and we were all waiting in the car for her to come out with a movie. And she would always just surprise us. <laughs> and she walked out, and she had Blank Check. You remember that movie, Blank yeah. Check? I saw it in theaters, bro. <laughs> I saw it in theaters! I mean, I was probably like five or six. Uh, yeah, uh, I was... Uh, I don't know. How, I was like, yeah, yeah 12, 11. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in theaters with... Yeah, yeah. Thing, but, I wish yeah. I would have seen that in theaters. Darn it, I missed that. <laughs> uh, but I remember her walking out. She was like, so I got funny. it, and I was like, is that blank check? Uh, I actually just watched that again recently, which is funny. Um, but I, that is my, my memory of Blockbuster is blank check, yeah. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It's, it's that the movie experience for me was always, I mean, that it was... That was a moment where I was going to be together, whether it was my friends or my family, and we were going to get into the movie, mm-hmm. you know, because there wasn't all the distraction. Yeah. You know, you didn't have screens around everywhere. So when a screen came on, it was like, oh, yeah. and I was, you know, I was enthralled in, in movies and, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So acting came in early on, movies and all that stuff. And then... Do you always um, want to be... Because, like, when I was a kid, like, I assume as everyone... Like you like you said, you put on musicals, plays, whatever, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I would do the same. Like, I would always make movies, you know, with my friends, you know, in camera and stuff like that. And I always, like, put myself in them. And I, I always thought, like, I'm going to be this, you know, I'm going to be, like, Schwarzenegger. I'm going to be yeah. this, the biggest movie star of the world, in the world. Um, but like, I also wanted to be like the biggest filmmaker, like Spielberg in the world. I now, I have now like punted, uh, <laughs> uh acting. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. I know my, lateraled. Limit- lateraled. I, yeah, I lateral. Yeah. <laughs> I know my limitations in it. I know what, you know, my strengths and, and bad, but it's like, I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to pursue it. Right. I'm going to put my, I love being in front of a camera. Mm. That's fun. Mm. I love the attention. Younger brother syndrome. It's probably, I'm the youngest as well. Yeah. So that has something to do with it, I think. But like, I always like put myself in it. So were you mm-hmm. like, like when you were a kid, were, what was your role? Like, how were you, what was the dynamics in terms of like these musicals that you put, you, you put on? Were you like the showrunner I was the fa- I mean, and the face or I, were you just the face? I would say I was the, I was the uh, actor producer very early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I love to have control over the way everyone was standing and the way it looked and the way it was going to be received. I mean, all those things were very, I mean, they were instilled in me, I guess it was like instinct. Like, uh, but then also no one else was going to be the face besides me. And it wasn't that I chose. I think it was just kind of like, people were like, yeah, you're going to be the star. Obviously. It's like, we're all doing yeah, this with you anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I remember, um, my how sister did, and I, how much did, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, I remember my, my sister and I actually, uh, we had a, we went to this summer camp growing up, um, it was a church camp. And so every year they had this talent show. And so I would think about this talent show for months, man, uh, planning out, you know, what, what the performance was going to be. And I knew people were going to get up there and like lip sync to songs, whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. no, this is going to be a production. So I remember my dad had told me about this thing he did in college where he put, 
pants on his arms and put his hands into shoes and covered himself up with a coat so he looked like this little man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's do that. So I got my sister. Uh, so I like got these kids' clothes. I put them on my arms, put my hands in, in the shoes, and my sister put her arms behind me. <laughs> so we looked just like this little man. Yeah. And uh, so we had this whole performance to I Believe I Can Fly where I'm like up like floating around and went and freaking crushed it. Do you have video of that? I there's you videos post it there immediately. is somewhere, <laughs> there is VHS tape somewhere with this at mom. Michael Joe Parker. <laughs> yeah. Uh link it up right here. I wanna see, I just I, yeah, linking it, linking it. Yeah. Um but yeah it was that so my sister's like, yeah, you're gonna be the face. It was just I was always wanted to be the star, but I also really wanted to tell stories my way. Okay, you know, I wasn't. I didn't want to include anyone. It was just you know. We'll get we'll get into the topic, you know, and start and start going through this because this is a show about the industry. We're yeah. both in the industry. I'm very passionate about it. I we obviously both love it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so um, I I want to get to like some real opinions. But before that, I gotta hear top like give me a top three movies because I, I i i had a, a another kid on there he was 23 yeah he worked here and like his top three was like it was crazy to think. he's like number one inception and i'm like uh, yes uh, like that's great but i that's mean so man, you might think so. that about my top three i don't know i mean um let's see here like I, it's based out crazy. Like, number yeah. one for me is is the patriot I I love that. You told me that before, and I told you. Do you know that that is the very first DVD I ever owned in my entire life? The very first box set. (laughs) The very first DVD I ever owned. This was this was like when the DVD first came out. First DVD I ever owned was the Patriot. That was the one to have on DVD, man. Because rewinding that thing was a bitch. It was a gift to me because it was a gift from. This is really weird, but my mom worked at a was a secretary at a Catholic church, right? Mm -hmm. Went to Catholic school, K through eight. a good friend of ours, priest, Father Dennis Robb. Um, <laughs> he, he, you know what I mean? To this day, he actually he just sent me a letter like on Christmas. You know what I mean? Just really? like encouraging. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, new, uh, so Braveheart, right, is like in my top five. Yes. Like that's my jam. Patriot came out like after it was supposed to be and like the like next great. Braveheart. <laughs> And it, and it was like and it's and it's good you know it's, it's no braveheart it's but braveheart. but but the the point is that he knew that like I loved Mel Gibson and Braveheart and so he bought me that in DVD and it was like and he was like he was always like kind of like a little like on the cutting edge like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. knew what an MP3 was before yeah. like oh, anybody yeah, else of course did yeah, like people. and like, so I was like I was like a D- I didn't even have a DVD player I had no way to watch it I it took me like a month until I got like a DVD player. But I had the DVD uh, of it. So DVD that's, player. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So I, I don't know. I, so I saw that. Like, I think that was the first rated R movie I ever went into, honestly. <laughs> I know. It's probably not the first one I watched. And by the first way, one I went like, to the theater and saw. Like, and it if, just they made that movie, away, if they made that movie today, it would have been PG-13. Yeah, Totally. Totally, but like Which seeing every, like the every leg, other role. Remember that Emmer? scene where the oh, yeah, the ball yeah. rolled. In? <laughs> Dude, I love Roland Emmerich. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, so I've probably seen that movie like a hundred times. I'm not kidding you. I I would be able to watch that movie and quote every line. So that's probably number one. Um, I'm gonna put Forrest Gump up there as well. Great. Um, and then, gosh darn, what is number three? 
See, these are all kind of newer-ish, I guess. That, but no, I would yeah. I would put Saving Private Ryan up there as well. Saving Private Ryan is my number two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive in. So, I got... Three topics today. I'm, we're talking about uh, the work, and and what I mean by that is is, I mean it, it it spans probably any industry or job or whatever you know or career path you want. But like um, uh, things don't come easy, and and you need to put work into it to achieve uh, what you want. Um, in this industry, there is a ton, a ton of quote unquote work being done right Mm. but when it comes to like like actual you know emailing 50 fucking people yeah you know what i mean and getting 49 nobodies and that one you you know what i mean and it gets you putting your numbers out there one step up one step up one step up yeah yeah exactly exactly so i chose to do i picked uh three eyes right the three eyes we're gonna talk about inspiration intelligence integrity so start with the inspiration. We kind of actually already touched on that in terms of like, um, like you said, it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was just born in me. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. never knew anything else. I never knew. I, I've told this story on here before, but I'll tell you, um, uh, like freshman year, high school, Mr. Corbett, video production. I took his class every fucking, all mm-hmm. of high school. Didn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. And like very, very, very early on, he was like, Rhino Rider, because he, he still calls me Rhino Rider. He's like, Rhino, you need to be in Hollywood. Like, you need to be in L.A. Like, ditch everything. Go. He move. was the, he was the, and then, the and then, and then dad, you know, and then after, after right. high school, it was like, all right, that's what I want to do. And then dad's like, no, you need to go to a university. Okay. Right, we'll all just right, kind right. of float on this one. You know what I mean? Like, really drift. I mean, like, looking back and, and looking on, it's like. It's insane how how long I just kind of like drifted off, you know what I mean? But like everything I did, and I was like a very successful general manager for a multi-billion, million dollar, you know, uh, restaurant franchise. Yeah. And like... Wait, what was it? Hooters. <laughs> what? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great times. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like I was always successful. I was always good at everything yeah. I did mm-hmm. because I have, I was just born with work ethic. My wife has work ethic. Yeah. She hates her fucking job. She you is. know what I mean? The GM's a fucking moron, but she's not going to slack off. You know what I mean? She yeah. has work ethic. Like if you commit to like, uh, well, I'm here, I'm doing my job, I'm doing, you may hate it, but you're going to do it better than anyone else. You yeah. Know? I think it, yeah, it comes down to just having that, that self-worth that says, you know what, I... I might not like this, but I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go as hard as I can. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, whatever it is. And finding, you know, just allowing that to be your true purpose, which is to crush everything you do, Yeah, you know? Um, So I've always had, like, I've always had that, like, mentality of that, that work ethic, but it wasn't like, it wasn't until like three years ago, man, that I was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm killing it at any job I get. Like, I literally, I literally, I promise you, I can walk out tomorrow and go get hired somewhere. 
I've done it twice in a day. Like just it's like you know Abby's like you need a job. You know what I mean? Like yeah, okay. And like oh, and like okay, I walk out. I walk. Uh, you, you know, it's just it's. I mean, dude, I feel <laughs> you on that. Like I was, I mean, that's. I always just knew. I'm like, if I put myself in the position to do it, I will do it. Yeah. Which is what you know. Okay, so to get back to the inspiration thing, um, I did start acting at a young age, but I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do coming up through high school i mean i was the i was fairly awkward to be honest i wasn't you know i kind of bloomed late you know i wanted to play sports that didn't really work out so i went to college i was studying uh, actually religious studies and yeah um and then do you know the story of david the story of david and goliath like no like david's whole story yes Mm -hmm. okay yeah read my book and then you'll Okay, and you'll know why right. I brought that up. Uh, perfect, it's in me a copy. My book's called My Black Angel. You can pick it up soon on Amazon. <laughs> That's the whole title. My, my Black, Black Angel. Angel. It yeah. Well, it's like it's like looking back at the last fifteen years of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After like my fucking breakdown and like you know, okay, was I manic then? Was I this? Blah, blah. But it's I like. Like, I don't start my child. I, I only tell it from the story, like, from the life, I guess, of my dog, yeah. Dutch, that I had, <laughs> I like you know. Cool. So, it's like day one. It's like, oh, you know, with him, like, the first day I got him, and, da, 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 and then he yeah. died a couple of years ago. And, dude, he's come back. It's just, like, these are these ravens now I see on top of the mountain. Like, every time I go up there, it's, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, not to get off subject but that's probably a good plug <laughs> hey it's okay man you gotta, yeah. that's what we're here for yeah um anyway yeah so i didn't so it wasn't until my freshman year of college i auditioned for west side story in college and i got it and i was working with people on this play that were majoring in theater and i hadn't really even crossed my mind this may sound weird but it had not even crossed my mind to yeah. consider that as a career path and as soon as it did, you know, once you see, yep. you cannot unsee. Yeah. And I saw that world and how much I really loved it. And it was a natural, man. It was like, you know, duck to water. Yeah. So I went all in. Man. Or, a fish, my... or a fish to water. Well, yes. Well, I'm, I'm riding the wave, man. Uh, it's, this expression is duck to water. No, it's a fish to water. No, because the duck thing is because the duck looks like it's so calm on the surface, but if you look underneath, its feet are like going crazy. Right. So it's like an analogy for like, but like it may be calm on the surface, but like underneath you're working. Duck water in this term works well. But a fish to water transition of going from land (laughs) to water. I think that shouldn't it be a salamander? Somebody (laughs) help us out. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's amphibious. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I. Change majors, went all in on theater, and then it was moving. Whenever I, um, I went to that school for a bit, and I left there, transferred to another college, and I was at that college for one semester, majoring in theater and dance, and I was just like, you know what, I'm done with school. And I just, it was that mentality of, like, I know that I can do this, so I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a job the week I get there. I'm going to find an apartment. I just knew all the things I was going to do. I just knew it was going to be okay. Set myself in that motion on that wave and get to New York and things just kind of like when they uh, fall to you because when, when you, you move to LA, how long have you been here? I've been out here for about five and a half years. It'll be six years and on September twelfth. So you were in New York like twenty two, twenty three. 
I was 21 years. when I moved there. Yeah, and I I was there for like two and a half years. Why'd you move here? Um. Well, I moved to New York to pursue acting. Hold on. Coors Light, you could be the sponsor of this show. Come on! Um, I moved to New York to pursue acting, but very quickly, New York just had me pursuing New York. You know? Yeah. Um, where I was just surviving and partying and surviving and partying. You would have been doing... I mean, you do the same thing out here, though. I mean, for sure. Like, yeah, of course. But I happen to be doing it in New York. You know, I, I grew up um fairly strict religious background, so when I went to new york it was like that was my time to see what is this world you know yeah um like and how strict are we talking like you you want to can we get into it for a sec we got time we can get into it yeah, yeah. like how like uh okay so like i went catholic school k through right you know but like did it whatever the fuck i want well, i grew up like, southern baptist okay so um it wasn't like this i went to public school and stuff like that but it was really you know, down south, there is a specific, there there is an image of the perfect Christian, and though most people wouldn't really admit that, there is an image that you're trying to hold uphold, and that's the family image, the personal image, and then you know how how you are seen to the rest of the world. So I was caught up in that, um, and it was it, it was so much about uh, how, you know appearing correct. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm yeah. not not to say that there wasn't a lot of true spiritual uh, happenings going on because there was man there was I actually I I quick interject um yeah. like I like I'm no longer like I no longer refer uh, like refer to it as God but like I right I know there's like this being because it spoke to me I so I say tri- like the universe or whatever it is you know man yeah I think I think sometimes you get tripped up on the word because here's here's what happened yeah. is. Uh, God was kind of we adopted this image of God. There you you already have it wrong right there when you have an image of yeah. God because God transcends image, he transcends form. And but I grew up, you know, with this image of God that was an old man with a beard on a throne. Sure. You know? Yeah. That what's the difference between that and Zeus? That's <laughs> so why But it was just what it was what the culture was. It was what was passed down and passed down and passed down. And I was in it, but I was even in high school and going into college. I was like, that something feels I'm experiencing more than this is really telling. And so going to New York, I was like, maybe I'm just, maybe it's just not that what this is. Maybe it's not Christianity. It's not religion. It's when, just, when you moved to New York, did you ever seek out like a church nearby that you I could did. go to? I did. And did you go? No. I know. I did the same thing, dude. <laughs> when I moved to LA, I was like, oh, I'm going to find the I local Catholic school or church. Here's the thing. I go to that, and I was like, oh, there it is. Mm, later, Sunday, I'm going yeah. to play. Madden. I mean, and it wasn't like it was. I just, I, I needed to search a little bit more. I need to understand what God was. And you say, you know, you don't say God, you say universe. Well, we're saying, we're talking about the same thing. It's easier for me to say the word God, but like that throws people off because they're like, oh, you're super religious. Well, it's because they have the image. fucking not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the more I, now, I I mean, I have no problem saying God because I've experienced. Yeah. You've experienced the the powers that be. I mean, we're experiencing right now. We're breathing. What is that? Right. You know? 
what is that 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 leaf you look at it there's there's life there that oh, life no I, no I planted that tree like that's a fake yeah. tree I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah no I hear what you're you saying. know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. So, but it, it took time to get there so I heard someone say the other day they're like it's like religion was this old chair that was in my living room that I just looked at but I kept it there because it's the only chair I had to sit on but then all there just came a day where I didn't want that chair anymore that chair didn't yeah. appeal to me anymore so I got rid of it. And for a while, I didn't have any chair. Yep. It just kind of floated around until it found its way to me. See, my thing know? was, and now it's... my thing was like, I 100% understand where you come and, and, and agree with you. My thing was, I was, uh, because of like high school, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Because of like physical, you know what I mean? Like whatever, like following my brother's, you know, career path, quarterback, you know, like, mm-hmm. because I always had, like, I was that, it was like, I was like, Oh well, like fuck you. I'm still the best. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it was like it, there was no there's no true experience. Yeah, it was so external, so surface. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our egos were so hardened. <laughs> yeah, it, it it really. I mean, it takes you have to have an ego to die to an ego. <laughs> so you have to realize you have one to really even understand what it's been doing to you. For your I mean, I still life, think you know? I'm the greatest in the entire <laughs> world. Well, there's and the we'll build the. I will build. I Amen. will build the biggest movie studio. That has ever been even imagined or dreamed of. I promise it. you. Ladies and gentlemen, he's calling it. I'm calling it. Calling his shot. And if I'm wrong, eh, I'll be dead and I won't be able to watch this. Who cares? We'll never even know if you're wrong. All right. So, well, that was good. That was good stuff. Let's, yeah. uh, I want to keep going because we're. Uh, I, yeah, I could talk for freaking hours. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, film is an art. We, you know, we got pretty deep. Let's, anything off the top of your head you'd be doing otherwise? Like that cliche question. I like okay. Like a, I'm a Scorpio. B, I'm fucking super. Like I'm able to like manipulate uh. discussions and stuff and make people be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. You know. And I'm like, "No, I'm right." So I would kill as a lawyer. Like, right. like I probably a defense lawyer. <laughs> like I would slay at it. Yeah, man. I mean, I think uh, I've always been great at mediating, but you can use mediating as manipulation as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are just like, wait, I don't know which side you're on. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I always thought I'd be good as a mediator. I know that sounds boring. The second I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about intelligence. The reason I, I, I picked intelligence as an I, I know it scared you, um, <laughs> nah, is, so I have this rule, right? And I got it from uh, Martin Scorsese. Like years ago, I saw this or read this thing or whatever where he watches three movies a day. Mm. Martin Scorsese watches three movies a day. Yeah. Movie, you know, same. And I was like, shit. Well, if he's doing that, I better at least try to watch one a day. So Mm. I have a very, very strict thing. I literally, literally watch one movie every single day. I don't even know how I, you know, it's, obviously it's at the end of the day, you know, but sometimes in the middle. Or if I miss one, like sometimes I'll like I'll do like or like when I was sick I rarely get sick but I would like Bench I just fucking two. sat dude five movies six movies I I kill out and I have to see everything yeah because I need to take that data in put it run it through my system mm-hmm. in terms of like the actors the writers the, yeah I mean everything it's it, how much it was made for the box office like right. 
all the data, the, how good the trailer was, how was the trailer cut, when was the, when the movie come, like every single thing, like I know to a fucking, hmm. like I just dissect and I put it in and I process it and I put it through my own ranking system. I don't listen to fucking Rotten Tomatoes or, you know I mean? I look at reviews and comments, sure. but it's like I see why they're commenting, you totally. know, or like... Da, 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 da. A lot of times they're commenting on the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so like I have my own, like, okay, so go ahead and plug, what, what was that movie I watched? Uh, it came out on Amazon, remember I, I knew you were in it, and I, I, oh. I it was it was good. Yeah, Road, uh, Road to, to the Road Well. Road to the Well. Road to yes, the Well, yeah. go and watch Road to the Well. Written and directed by, go ahead. John Svack uh, wrote and directed that film. I starred in it. Along with Lawrence Fuller. What's the um, um, the plot, real quick? Uh, it's story of um, this guy that basically winds up with a dead body in the trunk of his car um, after he runs into a long lost friend. Not a comedy. Um, it's a drama. it's it's yeah it's a, it's I'd say it's like a thriller buddy film. Yeah. Um, and so so his friend ends up helping him get rid of this body. They drive. They're in L.A. They end up driving up north uh, to bury the body and be rid of this. Uh, so you just kind of watch their relationship unfold as they discuss the past, future, um, and present. And so things start to unfold, uh, and you find that things are not as So here. do you remember, like, I probably texted you right after i watched it right it was like yeah. one, i think it was like one of my friday night movies because friday nights i usually have off i have at work kids sleep you know and it's yeah like, you i kind of look for i called you yeah well look at that <laughs> you called me i did call you um if i if 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 i truly honestly thought the movie was shit and I think I give you a pretty honest feedback yeah. in terms of like, you know, like your performance, uh, how, totally. uh, remember we talked about like cinematography, like a real shit, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, if, if it was like, you know, Sharknado or something, like, I wouldn't have fucking given, A, I yeah. wouldn't have watched it, you know, maybe to do you, but like, you know what I mean? So, so the intelligence, because this is my point, hmm. that writer, director, Lawrence, you, any one of those people, 10 years from now, might be, you know, getting a statue on on, on stage. It's like, yeah. if you, if you, okay, super fucking basic and simple, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a fucking filmmaker, you want to be in the industry, you want to be an actor, you want anything. Yeah. You want, if that's your life, if that's your goal, you have to fucking study. You have to learn. Yes. And you have to watch everything. Right. Like, it has to consume your life. It does for me, at least. Maybe yeah, I'm an see, anomaly. Here's, here's, I mean, it's like... I mean, I... I live I, and breathe and eat everything. It's like... I, 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 I use, agree I use the analogy of like a, a, of like a stockbroker mm-hmm. on Wall Street. You know how they just fucking totally. know the market and stuff like that? And it's like... 100%. Science to somebody else? Like, that's what it, the industry is like to me. Right. So, when I Here, say I, like intelligence, like, you gotta have it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like... To an extent that that's just not the way everybody is. Um, well, I'm starting to find that out. <laughs> uh, but this, everyone doesn't need to be. <coughs> right. You know? Um, for me, personally, yeah, I do. I, I love movies, and but I haven't. There, you, you would be shocked at some of the movies I haven't seen. Um, what I, what I obsess... The, Abby's the same. I mean, what, Abby's I a obsess terrific on? actor, but like... Uh, yeah, like, well, here's the difference like, between an actor and a filmmaker. What I obsess on is is human interaction. I yeah. obsess on human behavior. Yeah. 
not just in the film world, but in real life. And, you know, also work on myself. Because when I know myself, when I access those demons, I'm going to find those in every character I read. 100%. So I obsess over that. I've kicked off acting, but I think I am a. I would be a way better actor now than I ever would before. Like after, yeah, you know, after like self discovery, like really, one hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's being from. able to become present is the hardest thing. Yeah, we. I mean, everybody like being present is a very difficult thing, especially if you don't have practice at it. You know, through meditation, all these things, you can get it in your everyday life, but to do it with a camera on you on over or on and stage over and over, over, and over again, again, having an Wearing, experience. I mean that you have to know you have to know where that's sitting. You know you have to know how to connect to yourself. So that's my I know my that like you know the stuff the film market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But yet I do I do agree. I think you have to be knowledgeable because you don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much is so much is is about being able to have conversations with people as well. So again, I told you, like I I try and stay like super narrow in my field. You know, I mean, I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. Filmmaker. I'm cutting out the independent and I'm cutting out the studio. I'm a fucking filmmaker. I'm a storyteller. You know what I mean? I'm not. So like acting is like I don't want to get it. You know, like I I don't want to give opinions on like what I think and know because and on top of that, like I haven't even technically directed a feature film. You know what I mean? Like I haven't even worked with that many actors. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But it's like, but my approach and and I actually this is a this is a curious time. I wanted to hear your opinion because so we work together, Mm -hmm. director and actor, Mm -hmm. and did a short film. I'm actually super proud of it. Yeah, I think it's that was great. Yeah. Um, my approach to directing actors is like, well, you got the lines, you say you're an actor, I expect you to come and deliver, Yeah, and I'll just make sure you look good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, totally. like, I already, like, you already, we've already agreed on, like, these are the words, and, like, you know what I mean? So, I have a very, like, yeah. I don't know, just fucking, yeah, do it. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of, uh, I've, I've dealt with or worked with or, you know, or seen, seen other actors like, well, what do you want? You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, like at our level in terms of like, you know, they're not stars or anything like that. Mm. But, um, how, how is how that? How, how is that for like, how do, I, do like, you agree with that approach? Oh, I think, like, I, I think there are so many ways to get what you want as a director i mean i think as an actor yeah i'm gonna i'm going to invest in the, in the circumstances as as much as i possibly can and immerse myself in the paradigm of the character that i'm going to be playing um the thing about getting on set is i mean yeah you just got to get the blocking and so i'm going to within the framework of the blocking i'm gonna just go i'm gonna give you what i have mm-hmm um gotcha. so but i can imagine if i if it was completely off you would have to Real corral bad. me yeah. back in um so i think it's when you're fortunate enough to work with good i'm not saying i'm a great actor but i do work very hard i think uh, you're a great actor <laughs> thanks man. I, I will say michael parker is a great actor <laughs> i appreciate that um but you know like i okay i think there's some there's a million different ways i like it to answer your question I like to have free range because mm-hmm. 
I already, I'm, you're going to get something different anyway. So the more I feel free to do that and to explore it in that way within the scene, you're going to get a better and performance you, out of me anyway. And you have the self-confidence or whatever to like not give a fuck if you come off looking and they're like, that was dumb. Like, yeah. don't, don't do that. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I see the choice you made, but like, that was dumb. Like, come back. I think it's, I think it's having, um, confidence in what you said, which is, I'm the actor. You're going to let me go. I, sh- I should be able to know what I'm doing. So, okay. Then I got to, f- I can feel confident that they're not going to think I'm weird if I fuck up. But if you, you know what I mean? If, but if you make a choice, mm-hmm. you make a decision in a scene and the director comes to you and is like, that's fucking dumb. What are you doing? Like, you can take that hit, yeah. Or does that, that hurt? I just got to reframe it, you know. Yeah. Um, some directors are a little. It's some directors really aren't thinking like how how is the actor going to take us? Because you have some actors that are really sensitive, and so if like you're just like don't do the hand that don't don't do that with your pen. That's weird. Sorry. You know, like, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, then you're thinking, oh gosh, okay, uh, I can't do that with my pen. <laughs> I don't really. Th- I think negative commands are not really going to give an actor the best you know that's actually that, that's some good that's that's good um, i like that but it's, but it's, but it of course happens there's so many direct i mean so many directors do that yeah so if i take that i just gotta i mean i just gotta I just keep my hands down yeah. <laughs> i just don't think about it i'm saying okay yeah. he doesn't want to doesn't want me to do this without letting that you know interrupt my flow um it's not always easy but you know that's what you try to do so, to wrap up the intelligence topic, right? Uh, I mean, we're we're on different f- sides of the field, you know what I mean, in terms of like, you know what I mean, and so, so yeah. like, so so actor, you know, the, and I totally agree with what you said in terms of like, and that makes perfect sense. Like an actor, like they more like study human, you know what I mean. Dude, that's, that's their me. daily job. That, but that's, that's their that, daily job. But that's me. No, you know? that makes perfect sense. I really, I really think that yeah. like any actor. Worth and I'm their also fucking just, salt. I'm also just uh, using that because you would be surprised at the movies I don't watch. So I'm just covering my ass. You know <laughs> that that too. We won't. I won't. I won't put you on blast. Um, like uh, okay. So, but from the producer side, mm-hmm. let's say producer, yep. filmmaker, right? Whatever. Uh, every day I read. Uh, all the top stories on IMDb app. I read the Hollywood Reporter. Mm. I read v- Variety. It's it's me looking Staying, at the market. There is a certain ad- administrative aspect on my side as well that I that I have to maintain, just like that stuff. Yeah. That, but you know, like, I but ninety eight percent of the stuff that you're gonna read on on there isn't gonna apply gonna to your career, me. but. If you're, that's what I'm saying. Like you're a producer, you're on my side. Yeah, dude. You don't know what knowing, knowing all of that, knowing everything, and then you happen to run into so and so, and you're like, oh, your movie made X amount of dollars and had this and that, and that, and that, and that you know, yeah. and you're able, and they're like, where the fuck? Like I've had that happen so many times. Mm-hmm. Of like I've met that person, you know, at Sundance or at a yeah. bar, you know, whatever, and it's like, oh, great story. I like I met this uh, composer during this last year at Sundance uh-huh. film composer out of the UK. Uh, and I was like, Oh, what films? And he's like, he's done films. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, a, he's a legit composer. And I was like, Oh, and so nothing in terms of like business. I wasn't trying to get him to score my movie. I just love music and film yeah. and, and composer. And so I just started talking about that. And I, ha- I happened to talk. I was like, Oh man, 
have you heard the the score of the King Arthur movie with Charlie Hunnam came out and like it fucking bombed and take it at the box office. But like that score is like, I think that was the best fucking score made last year. And he goes, that's my friend, Daniel, you know, I'll tell him you yeah. said that, whatever. I was like, what? But like it, not, not seeing that movie, not knowing who directed it, not knowing that would have never came up. No, none of that, I, you, yeah. you know, and it's not like, and it's not right. like, and like, and, and, and I'm not expecting just, anything out of it. It's just like, it's just, it's an interaction. It's that moment of like, oh shit, this guy, because well, you can see it in their face. Yeah, when knowledge they, is only power if you use it. You yeah. Know? So like, like you, yes, of course you. Sh- that's you would never have that experience had you not had the knowledge. Right. Um. So, or listen to the score like a thousand times. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And obsess over it. You know, it's what you do. It's what you love. You obsess over it. Shout out to Guy Ritchie. Um, all right. And Charlie Hunnam, actually, who sat at my bar once. I fucking, I should have gotten to talk to him. And he was like looking at me because he could tell I was like looking at him the whole time. And it was like a day and it was slow. Should have fucking gone up. And it was before I'd once watched Sons of Anarchy. And, but Pacific Rim, which actually I'm seeing the sequel tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneak preview, baby. Um, Pacific Rim is like one of my top 10, like, favorite movies. I feel like every time I've been over at your house, that movie's been playing. Well, it's Canon's favorite movie too. That's right, it's Canon's favorite yeah. movie too. But like, and so I was like, I want, I, well, I want to go up to him and be like, Pacific Rim, like, changed my life. And 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 I, I just, I like, I put myself in his head, and I was like, I know he would think I'd be like, Sons of Anarchy is the greatest thing ever, and I'm yeah. like, I've never seen Sons of Anarchy, yeah. but like, Pacific Rim was awesome. So that's my Charlie Hunnam story. Um, the third topic, the third eye, we're going to get into. And then I'm going to give a little um, movie recommendation. I give a movie recommendation. I'll give one as well. Um, The last one is integrity. Okay? Mm. What I mean with that, I have right here, you can see on my laptop, I wrote and taped on there, work with integrity to tell a great story. Okay? Mm. I like that. And the example I wrote down here for integrity is actually going to, maybe confuse people, maybe not, you know, they won't understand it. Right, let's have it. Let's talk about The Passion of the Christ. Okay. All right? Let's talk about that movie for a second. Okay. Um, 2004, 2005-ish, we all kind of knew where Mel was. This was pre, like, racist rant, you know, pre that coming out, but still already kind of, you know, pushed yeah. aside, ostracized from Hollywood, attacking literally literally the i mean religious boy right literally the biggest subject ever Mm -hmm. before camera even you know went to roll tons of of press and people already saying boo or yeah yeah everywhere yeah nobody would fund it he pulls out a checkbook writes a check for 30 million dollars with tax incentive you know whatever and fucking makes the movie himself because, mm, I don't know, he thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And and he thought the story needed to be tell, told. And what happened, it became the biggest, the most successful independent film ever made. Yeah. And on top of that, as a film, like religion, everything aside, as a film, it's fucking incredible. It is. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I saw it. So, I don't remember how old I was. What year did that come out? 2004 or 5. Okay, so I was probably about 15, 16. Um, So those, I was church days. 
Um, so I went with the church group to go see it, which very different experience. You know what I mean? Because oh, you're I watching imagine. It's, it's watching. Uh, it's watching a porno. With, for, it's watching a porno with your parents. Like like that uncomfortable. I would think it would be like the same type of situation. I, that's <laughs> right? Such an interesting analogy. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just like porno with your parents. <laughs> gosh, that would be awful. Um, it, it was just heartbreaking really because you're watching a man that you love surrender complete mm-hmm. surrender mm-hmm. which the surrender that is the that's the passion of the christ mm-hmm. the surrender mm-hmm. and the the giving over to love um which i think that's what makes that story so beautiful and that's ultimately what makes the christian message beautiful you know mm-hmm. it gets it gets, it gets a little mixed it, up it with gets, the stilted literalism oh, and all the stuff. So much, yeah. Um, but it 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 is a life changing message. Being able to surrender to love and you know and your fellow human, dude. Um, uh, that's have, that's the teaching. You so have that a, movie, it, that, like, it was huge. If you listen to like episode one or you read my book or whatever, like it's detailed in there. Yeah. But like when you say that, like the the surrender. Yeah. Like yeah, I I like. I, I like I I I did the fucking same. I like it was literally like you message coming to my that. head. Message coming to my head. Like you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Uh. But you're if you do if you choose to do it, you're gonna do this, mm. which is going to help save the world. However, you have to you have to surrender. You have yeah. to give. Up, you have to say and you have and to say dude, yes, dude. I stripped my fucking clothes off on the dirt and screaming, "Take me! Take me! Take me! Take me!" Like, do it now. Because I was like, just fucking get it over with. Like, I debated it for, like, a long time in my head. And finally said, fuck it. I'll do it. Fine. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, get out of my head. Yeah. And fucking did it. So that surrender is like, yeah, that's powerful. I, you I know that's exactly. God? Huh? Would you say that was God? I know it was. Yeah. 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 See, the experience Dude, is real, a, but it, the thing it, it is, like, so that, that is your experience. We all have the experience, but I think we've shut out the experience for the sake of being correct in our religious doctrines. I don't think – you think everybody's had – nobody. Not everybody's not, had that I experience. I think people – no, but everyone's everyone's breathing. Everyone's – Sure. Yeah, not, yeah. Their, eye, all, their yeah. eyes have not been open to the experience, you know? Like yeah. The, the blind man who now see – that right, story of the yeah. blind man is there for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I So I, I think once you – realize okay i i am caught up in something and i can continue to resist it which is to continue to die or i can be caught up in it and allow it and surrender to it and i can live yeah some people don't even know that they're dead yeah you know what i mean that sounds so dark and morbid but it's it's true it's you're not living until you surrender to that flow you know um that and so it's things like pulling out a checkbook and writing a thirty million dollars. It, it just sounds crazy. Pull back. You, you know what it. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But but he f- you're and pulled. So, you, so we are pulled. So that's gut, that's, that's it that tells that's, a story. That's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. So like Mel Gibson, right? We're staying on on him as an example. Was like he's a storyteller, just like you and I. He was mm-hmm. born with it. Couldn't complain. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. I just I always got to perform. I always got you know. I just got to tell stories. Right. I just I don't know. I got to do it. I got to do it. And he had so much fucking integrity into his project, into his thing, without anybody else, you, you know what I mean? He was willing to put every, 
all the skin on the game. Yeah. Like that shit mm. never happens. You know what I mean? In this industry, like hardly fucking ever. People, I think people can. Confuse... But when it does, when it does, let me t- let me sure, tell you yeah, this. Yeah, let course, me tell you this. Of course. When it does, when when somebody is able, when somebody has the balls, basically, to go and do all that, whether it be a thirty thousand dollar short film or a thirty million dollar feature film, you know, whatever it is. But somebody that just just uh like accepts nothing other than get uh, other than uh, other yeah. than achieving the goal well, which is to make a movie yes like when it's when it's that close to people it produces fucking magic when it's, it's true because when, it's when there's from when there's when there's other hands in like oh, we should change this part scene i don't like that line on you know and this guy's over here from marketing this guy's from yeah. you know hr and this guy you know and this is the director production designer has a fucking thing and costume designers like eh, I don't know. like i get it movies are a co- collaborative thing yes not one person can make a fucking movie i get it it requires thing but but if if Anyone can tell a story hmm. through a visual medium, which is now known as as filmmaking, mm-hmm. making movies. Anybody can. You can. I can. I right. did. What, what? You know what I mean? People have done it. Like it's possible. And if you're willing to, like, surrender to the thought that no matter what, nobody's going to say no. Or, 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 I mean, people will say no, but nobody's going to stop me from telling the story. It could be high school girls getting stabbed and, you know what I mean, like a serial killer. Or it can be, uh, you know, a yeah. father dealing with his son's diagnosis of cancer. Whatever the story is, we all have the capability to do it. Yes. We all have the capability to do it. And if you hold on fucking... If you hold on to that, to that message, to that truth in whatever story you're telling and you're doing it honestly and you're doing it with love, you're doing it, you know, out of good and not out of, uh, you know, spite or revenge or something like that. All you need are, are the fucking tools. I'll show you how to. I'll show you where to place the camera. Yeah. I'll teach you how to how, the rule of thirds. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you how to frame a shot. I'll teach you how to light. I'll teach you the difference between interior and exterior. You know what I mean? Like all of that can be done and figured out. The fucking story, man. Fire. The, the 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 connection from one person's being to a piece of paper, you know, to a screenplay. Yeah is is like is is gone the integrity is gone do you understand what i'm saying the yes. integrity is gone in fucking movies now. yeah i would agree i think people Sorry, are... i got really fucking passionate no it's, like... it's good i mean it's very true um i think i think people have confused integrity sometimes with blind loyalty where whether it's being loyal to an idea that someone else is 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 trying to get them to to take action on or maybe it's 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 something in them that they're continuing to do go with in the wrong direction and they, but they think that's right so they have this loyalty to that thing when they're just forgetting to listen it, it's you follow your heart man yeah I mean, you got to listen yeah, to yourself yeah. as cliche as it is you know 
what it is, you know, you know you're being pulled in a direction all times. Like the gut does not lie. Yeah. It really it, it it's telling you something. Um so I think it's the integrity to that, you know, whether it's directing a film or, you know, it's saying no to a part as an actor, you know what I mean? But it but because that there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. And you're you're 100% right. With that, you're unstoppable. Yeah. You know. That's actually a really good way to wrap it up. That's a really good uh, conclusion. I'm going to go into my movie recommendation, which ties into this. So we're talking about integrity. And you know what's funny is like a couple of like the movie suggestions. Like, because I try to pull like ones that like, oh, everybody I, you know, everybody I went to film school. Yeah, of course they've seen these movies, you know. But then like I talked to like a 23-year-old kid and he's like, what? (laughs) Christian Bale was in a movie before Batman? You know what I mean? Like, like weird stuff. So... Machinist. And I'm sure you've seen this movie. I'm a huge fan of the uh, the director, the writer-director. And the reason I picked this movie out um, in particular ties directly in with um, with integrity. Because I know the story. It, I mean, I've watched enough interviews and stuff like that about it. The movie is The Grey, okay, starring Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, written and directed by Joe Carnahan. You've seen it? I actually have not seen it. Okay. This, so this is um, great. Okay, great. So I mean, if you haven't, go see it. Okay. Um I, I won't give any major spoiler. I mean, you get you know the concept, right? Like, yeah. Up in the you know. Um it is a so here here's this, here's my here's my gray story. Right. Again, I gotta see everything. And this came out before Abby and I had a kid, so before we had a kid, we were, we were in a theater once a week, dude. Yeah. Once a week, I would see we would see just whatever. Like, we saw Legion, okay, with Paul Bettany in theaters. Like, oh. we made out, you know, half <laughs> halfway through it, or and I fell asleep or passed out, whatever. But, like, you know, that's how we just went and saw everything. So, The Grey came out in January. We're both, you know, uh, Liam Neeson fans. I love Joe Carnahan. I know his now. I'm like, this is weird. It's coming out in January. And the trailers... The TV spots and everything are, it's Liam Neeson versus Wolves. Yeah. Right? The opening shot, the opening, the first five seconds, right? We sit in a, we're in a theater, Mm -hmm. you know, and the opening five seconds and we, I lean over and I'm like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting this. She was like, me neither, I don't know. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like, it's like an art film. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It's like literally, it's literally an exploration of like just humanity, you know, and, and the story behind it is like, dude, they went and shot for like, I don't know, 35, 44 days, something like that up in fucking Canada, like in the snow, like feet and feet and feet of snow. And they just, and I saw this interview with Carnahan and, and Liam Neeson. They were just talking about like, they just knew, like nobody complained. Nobody did shit. They all knew they were going to be freezing cold, eating shit the Get entire time. But Carnahan knew it, like exactly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I need the shot, guys. I, you know, like, let's move on. Not like overworking them, just getting it in. That's fucking, awesome. that's integrity, yeah. dude. That's integrity. 100%. That's leadership. That's a fucking, you know what I mean? That's a boat I'd, I'd get behind. Yes. You know what I mean? And so... So that's my movie recommendation is nice. The Grey. Joe Carnahan. Ties it in with Check integrity and, and all that. Um, uh, last thoughts. What do you got, Mike? Anything? We're oh, man. I mean. They're intense, right? These are intense. No, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I would say um, come check out my podcast. Uh, there you go. If you don't mind. 
The Deep Podcast. Uh, you can check me out on thedeeppodcast.com. Um, I'll be launching um, sometime late May. You're, you're going nice. around the same time. Maybe. No, March. You're going March. Okay. I'm March 28th, baby. Wednesday, March 28th. Yeah. Every Wednesday, I'm pumping these out. I was going to push it up a little bit. I mean, it may be a little earlier, but you know, we'll just keep going. Whatever works. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much for having me, honestly. Thanks uh, for being here, dude. I like, it. I like digging in, so that's... Um, let's see. What do we got? So, um, oh, you know, next show's topic. This is a good one. Maybe sit in. Maybe we'll make it like a group thing. Uh, family and friends. Oh, wow. Then we could really get into it. Dude. How many times here? What do you do for a living? Yeah. Oh, right. Totally. So next, uh, that's next episode. Um, in the meantime, um this was good this was fun yeah. micah micah parker thank you for being yeah. here the micah parker on instagram micah joe parker on twitter there you go and um you know in the meantime go make a fucking movie Get up bitch and do it. <laughs>